0: 105 Radio. My guest today, Juliet Butler, who is the Wildlife Trust training workshops officer. She spoke to me earlier about what's on offer for 2021 for the Wildlife Trust. Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Northamptonshire. Now they've had to really rejig everything to produce some fantastic online workshops. And you're going to hear all about it. But the first question I asked Juliet Butler was what is the Wildlife Trust?
1: What does it actually do? The Wildlife Trust is basically a conservation charity and across the UK we have 47 separate offices. In Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Northamptonshire alone, we manage over 100 nature reserves. And these range from woodlands, wetlands, wildflower meadows, heathland and also Fenland as well. And we look at these nature reserves and we want to them to benefit both wildlife and people alike. And uh, we have over 34,000 members that support us within Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire, Northamptonshire and also over a thousand volunteers.
0: It's a very, very important part of our life really, isn't it, the Wildlife Trust because it offers so much for people living in and around Cambridge and Bedfordshire, Northamptonshire, as as well as mm-hmm. the UK. But what really stands out now for you? What's What's so important for the Wildlife Trust at this very moment in time?
1: at the moment with the circumstances that we found ourselves in um, over the past year um, i think more than ever people have decided to make more of a connection with nature and the wildlife trust itself um, you'll normally find that you'll have one sort of within five miles or so from your door you will find a a wildlife trust nature reserve um, in most areas and i think people particularly at the moment and uh, say for the past year have have you know had no choice but to sort of exercise outside and take more of an interest in the world around them I know i've I've always been very interested in nature myself but even myself I found that I was looking at everything in a lot more detail this year and you know the bird song was a lot more evident and i was looking at insects a lot more closely i was noticing more when flowers were starting to bloom Um, and obviously we were blessed with such fantastic weather from march onwards which was was incredible and i'm hoping that we get the same weather again this year tell us then about the
0: wildlife trust and what because at the moment you have lots of amazing courses and things to connect with the wildlife. Right. But at the moment, of course, we've had this obviously for the past year, we are not able to go physically to your courses. I mean, that doesn't mean to say we no. can't visit some the the areas, these wonderful wildlife areas, but... Mm. You are obviously the wildlife training workshops officer, so your life or your mm-hmm. job has slightly changed a bit. You're, you've got to reorganise things mm. in a way that we can virtually see things. So how how has that changed, and what are you offering now? Online for us.
1: Previously uh, our training workshops program we used to have about 40 courses per year they've been running for over 20 years and initially they just started as guided walks in the countryside and then they became more specialized focusing identification so our usual format would be that we'd have um, an indoor presentation either at a sort of local village hall or using one of our wildlife trust buildings so that'd be presentations and also some sort of microscope work on some of our more sort of specialised workshops And then people would get an opportunity to visit some of the best wildlife sites in the counties Um, so once you've done the indoor session you then get a chance to put your identification skills into practice and actually see those species in situ but as we know we're in a very sort of different time at the moment and i'm personally just really pleased that we can still offer a form of training albeit different to what we did previously so last year we trialed five online training workshops. These run for about an hour and a half, um, and that includes questions and answers as well. We've been using Microsoft Teams Live, and so far they've been very successful. So following the success of the workshops that we trialled last year, we now have 20 plus um, for 2021, which are online. We did include an outdoor element, um, but unfortunately, Obviously, we did have two outdoor elements incorporated in our January workshops, but obviously due to the recent guidelines, they won't happen. So we have some optional outdoor elements involved this year, which hopefully um, later on we might be able to run. But just to give you a little taster, um, we did have one on raptors this week, Mm -hmm. so birds of prey, which took place on Tuesday evening. We had over 100 bookings for that, Um, very well received, and that was with Henry Stania who's um, a monitoring research officer based at the Great Fen in Cambridgeshire. Um, We've got tree identification, which is the next one, which is taking place on the 27th of January. But we like to categorise them, so we have workshops on insects, we have workshops on mammals, we have wildflower workshops too and towards the end of this year we have got a couple of spoon carving workshops which i'm really hoping will go ahead because they're obviously practical courses and those two will be face to face in a group of six for each workshops
0: the the response obviously as you say a bit of a slow um, sort of slow moment when we first had the lockdown the first lockdown march but it sounds like People are getting more and more digitally aware and wanting to learn more and more about the wildlife and, and what's out there. When you say you've had a fantastic mm. response, who, who are the people that are, are wanting to to learn, getting more people interested now because of lockdown and pandemic?
1: I do think the online training workshops, because they're run in the evening in the week and because they are only an hour and a half, we are attracting a different audience. Um... They are both members of the Wildlife Trust and non-members, so a mixture of both, and it does seem to fit into people's week. Obviously previously the face-to-face workshops, they were usually run on a full day over a weekend. So some people probably couldn't commit to that, and also some people may have been a little bit daunted by that, you know, spending a, a whole day on a, a, a specific uh, topic. But then again, you have got the people who would prefer that format. So I think we're getting quite a lot of different types of people attending now, um, which obviously is a good thing as an organisation. And it also gives people, um, you know, something to, to do in in these these odd times that we find ourselves in, and there's been a lot of talk
0: recently and about bees and the government allowing certain pesticides to be used now. Do you find that people mm. become more interested in things that are present and topical at the moment when it comes to wildlife? Tri- obviously, because of the bees, do you find that people want to tap into the information from the website and from the organisation?
1: People do obviously um, see the headlines and, you know, their inquisitive mind would like to find out a little bit more. Um, Where possible, we do put information on our website to actually help people um, in making their decisions on on what's actually um being put in the in the news from the sort of training workshops perspective um we have got a course for example this year on solitary bees so not bumblebees but but solitary bees which people do see in their gardens yes Um, and the gentleman who's actually uh, running that workshop he does actually work for us but he is um quite an expert and that was something i must admit i was noticing quite a lot in my garden uh, last year <laughs> um i have a little bee house in the garden and you can see the little bees going in and out and it's quite fascinating so yeah it's um obviously we do get inquiries from people once they've started seeing something on the news and then usually that is sort of um dealt with appropriately and um you know forwarded to the to the right people but i'm probably not best placed to sort of answer on uh on that type of thing, I'm afraid.
0: I, well, I think that's quite a, a very good answer, actually. It's really enlightening to hear yeah. <laughs> about the single bees, which I really hadn't thought about that much. And when it comes to <laughs> wild wildflower um, gardens, and I, I, yes. get, I, I get the impression, and, and this is probably right in saying that the, the Wildlife Trust is really the font of all knowledge for people that want to go out and explore. So they have this go-to website if they've seen something. And as you say, we're out more and more these days because of the pandemic Mm. and lockdown and we're noticing more things around us than we've ever done before so these workshops Mm. are really really fantastic because people can access them Mm. now if they're not able to go physically they can get them online so when it comes to things like wildflower Mm. gardens which is probably now the time isn't it to think about planting your wildflower gardens or fields this this must be Mm. something that's quite topical too
1: Yes, definitely. In fact, we have got an introduction to wildflowers um, on the 30th of June. So that's a nice introductory workshop for people to to attend. Um, Yes, we're we're sort of starting to think of... um, brighter days ahead now and starting to think forward to the spring and uh, planning our gardens and a lot of people out there might be sort of thinking about getting ponds put in as well which I'm sure has increased um, last year when people were were sort of of thinking of things they can do as their own little projects and obviously a pond is a fantastic Um, thing to have in your garden because it does attract all types of wildlife as do wildflowers Um, but yeah if anyone would like to know more about um, wildflowers and identification then that workshop will be definitely for you and i think with all these workshops um, obviously some would appeal more than others to certain people but if we can when we're on our daily walks and we're out in the countryside if we can just start to identify some of the things that we're seeing around us it's really beneficial for ourselves because it's really nice to know what you're looking at i mean obviously that's not possible for everything we see but it's just nice to have a bit of knowledge about what's around us and some people take that further i mean we've had people who've actually attended workshops previously Mm. who have gone on to become county recorders Yes. Because tell me
0: about county recorders. On. What are the, what are county recorders? Okay. I've seen this in the write up here, and yeah. I'm intrigued.
1: So you have a well. You say you'd have a, a county recorder um, for flowers, for example, um, or you'll have a county recorder for mammals, um, or moths or butterflies. And what they do is they will sort of basically verify any records which will be sent into a local record centre. So something else which is beneficial once people start to learn about what they're seeing or hearing around them they can submit records to the local record centre and we have record centres based within um, each of the wildlife trusts locally so we've got a record centre in Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Northamptonshire and people can actually submit their records to their record centres and basically the county recorder um, he does verify records that are sent in by people and these are usually local experts and we're lucky to have some of those actually teaching some of our training as well Um, but we did have one gentleman who came on um, an aquatics workshop for example who's actually gone on to be a county recorder because he started with a training workshop with the wildlife trust and then decided to do more training and he's now become an expert which is absolutely wonderful
0: and you must also for the the training workshops online you must get perhaps people from not just cambridge but all over the country or maybe in the
1: world do you find that's happened too yes it's very true actually um we did a workshop um in 2020 towards the end of last year on pollination and pollinators with professor jeff olerton who was at northampton university he's since retired and we had people from America attending that one. Wow! Um, So obviously he had quite a large following and people knew who he was. So we had people from America, we had people from Ireland we had quite a a wide geographical spread for that particular workshop and he has just recently published a book as well. So, you know, sometimes it it does depend on on the person as well um, uh, and the following they have. Our own chief executive Brian Eversham, he runs several courses for us as well and, um, you know, they're, they're particularly popular as too and you know very good at, at training. So uh, we're just very lucky with the calibre of trainers we have and the fact that they're happy to do the training for us and they see it as something very important.
0: Oh, that was Juliet Butler who is the Wildlife Trust training workshops officer for the Wildlife Trusts for Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Northamptonshire as well. Do have a look at their website which is wildlifebcn.org and then forward slash events. It's got all the wonderful online courses I've just been looking at them at the moment actually and they're all through, they start from January go right through. Really, really interesting indeed. So my thanks to Juliet Butler there from the Wildlife Trust BCN.
1: Cambridge 105 radio. We